JIRA is a Victorian-based organisation. We're an Aboriginal community-controlled organisation and we provide culturally safe and holistic and specialist family violence uh, legal services to mostly Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander women who are experiencing family violence or have in the past experienced family violence. And um, we're part of a big national network um, where there are several family violence prevention and legal services in Australia. I believe you're in Alice Springs. So there's two in Alice Springs, Carflu and NPY, and then uh, a few in WA and Queensland and New South Wales and South Australia. And we all do similar kind of work, um, but do it in very different ways, obviously, because our communities are so different. Just talking about those differences, what, what are some of the challenges faced by Aboriginal women in Victoria? Aboriginal women are 34 times more likely to be hospitalised for family violence and they're 10 times more likely to die from a violent assault than other women. And we are more likely to have our children removed um, for family violence than other women. Um, and also we are the fastest growing prison population in the country um, with um, uh, 80% of our women in prison being mothers and 90% of our women in prison having experienced family violence. So the situation is not a very uh, good one for our women in our country today. And we recently saw an announcement from the Corrections Minister, uh, Ben Carroll, in regards to funding for Jura. Can you talk to us about what that funding is going to do and, and how that's going to go towards addressing some of those uh, concerning statistics yeah. that we're seeing there? Our Minister Ben Carroll announced $1.46 million for JIRA over four years to support Aboriginal women in prison um, at risk of um, being imprisoned and on their release. So we'll have some additional funding to provide legal advice and representation. Now, our areas of law are in family violence, child protection, family law and intervention orders and, and compensation for victims of crime. And they're all things that many of the women in prison see us about. I said before that Aboriginal women are more than likely to have their kids removed because of family violence than other women. So much of the legal work that we do with the women in prison is around child protection and much of that is also about getting intervention orders in place when they're released. So that will funding will enable us to also support them once the women are released. We've got our Koori Women's Place here in Victoria um, where we can provide practical support. We can link women into flexible support packages, which is um, financial assistance, basically, from the Victorian government. And that's been really life-changing for the women who have accessed that, not only women coming from prison, but all of um, the women that we support here in Victoria. Are you confident in terms of addressing those issues and, and, and turning around some of these uh, concerning things that we're seeing there? I think this is a step in the right direction to make a real difference. Obviously, there needs to be more of an investment. You know, 1.46 over four years is around about 350 or $380,000, I think, per year. So the, the investment is going to have to be greater than that to, to make the difference, especially when we know in Victoria 
the numbers of Aboriginal women going into prison have increased by 155% in the last five years. And also nationally, since the Royal Commission into Aboriginal Deaths and Custody, imprisonment rate of Aboriginal women has increased by 248%. But the numbers are still low enough to be able to manage and make a difference with the right investment. So this investment that the Victorian government has made to JIRA is a step in the right direction and I guess in my role wearing my national hat as the National Chairperson of the National Family Violence Prevention and Legal Services, it would be great to see other state and territory governments um, make a similar investment to our member organisations around the country because of, you know, family violence is both a cause and consequence of women's imprisonment. As we know, governments come and go and as a consequence we do see programs and policies being constantly scrapped or changed and and redesigned and things like that when we're talking about uh you know the imprisonment rates the things like you know the life expectancy gap there's there's so many things that we still need to improve do do you think that uh the community controlled organizations need to be given that greater level support like you were talking about in terms of addressing these issues to help prevent those sort of cycles where we're seeing programs constantly change all the time? In order to make a difference to the way things are for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people in our country today, we need to see an investment and commitment to Aboriginal community control, our self-determination, and it can't just be one-off funding that ends in, you know, one year, two years, three years. This is long-term, and that's the only way that things will be made right for our people by investing into Aboriginal community control. With this funding, we'll be able to support more Aboriginal women from getting caught up in that vicious cycle, that revolving door, and, you know, landing back in prison. I might add, too, that in Victoria, and I know this is the case nationally, that there are so many of our women that sit on remand for very long periods of time, and unsentenced they are, and often don't receive a custodial sentence, or where they do, it's, it's less than what the remand period they have served is. And... So we're able to then, with this funding, support women when they're coming out to get back into their house, get their kids back, um, support them to get some work. Our Korea Women's Place does resume writing workshops and so we've been able to do that with women. So we'll be able to break that vicious cycle.